What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared, and we are coming off of what I would describe as a relatively boring week of NFL football. I mean, right off the bat, it was a small slate, only 10 games on the main slate on DraftKings. And among the teams that we're missing, we have the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Bengals, the Chargers, and the Falcons. So a ton of the premier offensive talent in the league was not available to us in DFS this week, strictly in terms of the main slate. And and just not only that, but there was just a ton of bad quarterback play, literally everywhere you look, just bad quarterbacks doing bad things under center. And, and we'll talk about that. We'll get into all of that on today's recap of everything important that happened in week seven. But before we do that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast? You could support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You could also support the podcast by following us on Instagram at the DFS Dose. And then you can go ahead and subscribe on iTunes at the DFS though same handle across everything makes it super easy before we get into things um, I just wanted to mention that we were not on Instagram live uh, this morning like we usually are um, it's just we've been having technical difficulties Instagram may not be the platform that we use going forward we're, we're workshopping things right now to figure out the best way to deliver the highest quality content uh, to everybody out there so we will announce on Thursday where we're going to be doing our stream. We're we're still going to be doing the stream. We just need to find a new platform that works better for us than Instagram. So yeah, it's just it's just hard, you know. You can only do two people on the live, and you can't do three. And obviously, there's three of us, so it just makes it just makes it like very um, what's the word? Uh, I don't want to say bad, but like not good. <laughs> don't want to yeah. say bad, but not good. <laughs> Bringing back a classic Because you got to, like, yeah. <laughs> stop the stream and restart the stream to get the right people in instead of just having all three people on. It's just a nuisance. Yeah, but um, we're going to find a better platform that, that works to get all three of us on at the same time so we can, you know, deliver the steamy hot takes that we are known to do on those Sunday morning shows. But uh, let's talk about, you know, the action at hand, guys. Week 7. So... You know, let, let's let's get into the nitty gritty. I mean, what tilted you guys the most this week, um, Jared? I'll start with you. <sighs> Jermaine Curse <laughs> is honestly the worst receiver in the NFL, and I will never play him again. He's on my don't touch list with um, a bunch of other players from different sports that I'll never touch. He's on the list with Des Bryant, who I'll never touch. It's a bad. It's a it's a bad list to be on. Yeah, um, you, you don't you don't want to be on Jared's don't touch list. You want to be on his touch list. Yeah, that sounded wrong. You want, you want me touching you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So zero catches, 42 attempts from Sam Darnold, no catches, none, zip. And it's just crazy because all week, I mean, so curse was chalk. Like this wasn't a off the board play by Jared. I played him too in cash. Um, did you, did you as well, Joey? Unfortunately. Yeah, so I mean, we were all on curse. He was supposed to get the slot reps that Quincy Inunua was leaving behind. Instead, he posted the stellar stat line: zero for zero for zero. <laughs> I mean, you want to know who led the Jets in receiving today? Tell me, Trenton Cannon. Who? Raise your hand if you know who that is. <laughs> My oh. hand is not raised. I swear, I've never heard. I've yeah. never heard of that man. 
Well, he was drafted in the sixth round, 30th overall by the Jets this year as a running back. So he's their third (laughs) running back. (laughs) And he led them in receiving. With how how many? So four catches for 69 yards. Nice. Jeez. He outscored Robbie Anderson, Andre Roberts. He even outscored Isaiah Corral. So that's how it went this week. The thing is, is like, okay, if Curse had put up a bad game, but he had like the Robbie Anderson stat line, I wouldn't have been as sad because, you know, sometimes things just happen. But like Robbie Anderson got 10 targets. Okay. Like where were the targets for curse? I just, I don't understand. I'm going to have to rewatch that game and just see if there's something I'm missing. I mean, like what let's happened? be real. Did, did the... Nobody's rewatching that trash game. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. Did you, did you guys happen to see any of that game? Cause that Minnesota offense is the play calling and the throws Kirk Cousins is making are terrible. I think I think the high wins, which is something we didn't really touch on because, I mean, we would have talked about that on the Instagram show. I mean, there were a lot of wind issues with that game. I don't know if that played a, played a part I in mean, it. there was a whole bunch of one-yard or negative five-yard passes to Stephon Diggs today. Negative five yards. Yeah, that, that was actually crazy. I saw that, that they just kept trying to hammer the ball to him, like, you know, right at the line of scrimmage. And I don't understand that, like, oh, my God, dude. I don't care. Yeah, so Jermaine Curse. <laughs> GG. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right, that that was some good tilt. How about how about you, Joey? What was your most uh, tilting decision this week? Um, I mean, Curse was very tilting. Uh, you know, I don't know why I played the Bills defense. Oh, you're like basically reading off my cash line up here. Like, Curse Bills D. Like, bro, the Bills are so bad. Bruh, yo, Ben, what was the right when that game started? What was the first thing I said to you guys? No clue. Something about T.Y. Hilton, maybe. <laughs> did we miss remember. that? Did we miss the Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton stack? Yes, we did. Cause we we got we fell so in love with the Bills defense. Yeah. Bunch of scrubs, and well, I ha- the, and I go back to like... negative two. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that's horrible. That That is just really bad. And, like, I think part of it went down to the fact that the Bills' offense is so bad and it kept putting the Colts in great field position. So that definitely didn't help. But, I mean, we kind of should have assumed that. Like, in my head, that's kind of how I thought the game would go. And I had some, you know, second thoughts about playing the Bills. But I'm like, yeah, at 2.3, you know, if they get, like, five points, I'll be Gucci. Yeah, was not not expecting the negative, the negative two. That's tough. And they had a safety, and you still got negative. Yo, how you get a safety and you have Bro, negative that two safety points? should have been a touchdown, but them scrubs let the ball bounce oh out my, of the end yeah, zone. Yeah, yep. Oh my god, I do remember that. But uh, yeah, that was just. Hey guys, at least we at least we didn't try and play Derek Anderson to uh, Calvin Benjamin. You know, at, at least we weren't those fish. I mean, he outscored Jermaine Curse, so we could put it like that. I mean, but... <laughs> listen, listen, don't phrase it like that. Don't tell the people. I think he had like 10, 11 points, though. Yeah. Like, some, like, he did. To be honest. He had like four for like yeah. 70 or something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, four for 71. I mean, I'll take that over Jermaine yeah. Curse hmm. a million Honestly. times. Bomb. I mean, it's pretty amazing that Jared, We, I mean, we managed to cash this week, both of us, with uh, – curse and bills in our defense two spots accumulating negative two points and we're still able to cash um yeah i'll take it pretty clutch pretty clutch but yeah so for me the thing that tilted me the most okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna say it was duke johnson because i played duke and basically i mean i played basically both 
Browns running backs a ton. I played Chubb and Cash, which kind of worked out because he got that touchdown, uh, which salvaged his day. But I played Duke in most of my GPPs, which is why I basically lost all my GPPs this week because he was just <laughs> burning a hole in, in like my running back two spot everywhere. Duke got negative one yard. I don't know what what's with all this negativity so far. And he got four catches for 23 yards, no touchdown. So I think they yeah. just gave up on yeah. him. But, but the thing is, is like we were talking before the game, we're like, can we play Nick Chubb and Cash? Because if you know, this turns into like a shootout type game or the Browns are behind, which they were, we assume Nick Chubb would get sort of taken out of the game plan and it would be all Duke and they were behind and yet it was still Chubb. So it's like, I don't know that that was just, I don't know if it was bad process necessarily, but I mean, I guess it, I guess it was, it was definitely. I just want to talk about the Browns for a second. Um, at this point for me, I'm fading everybody on that offense, maybe besides Landry and a plus matchup. Cause I play, I did play Landry today and he had a clutch touchdown for me for me to cash in the early only slate right he that is some great awareness by him on that touchdown though that was all he dove forward and reached out to score because nobody touched him unfortunately wasn't clutch enough to get that extra three yards for the (laughs) oh he got 97 97 yards oh that's tough that's that is tough the browns offense for the majority of the game Made the Bucks defense look elite. That might yeah. be the hardest thing to do in 2018. <laughs> but here, but but here's the thing: after Quan Alexander went out, their defense fell apart. Exactly. You could tell that he's the heart and soul of that defense, and now he's out for the year. You could completely just target the Bucks defense now because they go from giving up two points in the first first half or something, and then he got hurt, and then they ended up going in overtime and almost tying. I think they scored nine in the first half, and then... Not to mention, they were also down um, Gerald McCoy and Vinnie Curry. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but with Quan in there, they completely shut them down, and then as soon as he goes out, and then it's it's wraps. He he is at the heart of that defense. That's why they made him a captain. That definitely happened in this game, uh, Quan towards ACL, and... Yeah, you could definitely tell that he's a big part of their defense because the Bucks' defense was shutting down the Browns. Um, they were shutting down Baker Mayfield, Chubb, Jarvis Landry for for a good majority of the game, and um, then it just all fell apart. I mean, they ended up winning twenty six to twenty three in overtime. <clears throat> but honestly, just going back, the the Browns are a full fade for me. I mean, Baker did three x, but he had a lot of. Um, garbage time stats in my opinion yeah he, he definitely did and he, he was one of the players i was talking about when i said bad quarterback play at, yeah. at the time so i want to say i think i think garbage time is not the right phrase because they were in the game obviously they went to overtime so the game script called for it for him to throw a lot mm-hmm. I, that's a, yeah, that's a, a better long, way to put it he had a long run too right yeah he had a 35 yard run yep yeah that helped and that njoku that njoku pass was actually a dime in the corner of the end zone just to yeah, put no, that out there. I, I don't think that Mayfield is bad, and I think that he'll develop into a better quarterback for sure. I just think that this like this current coaching regime needs to go. Um, I don't think that – I mean, the Browns have been in overtime in four out of seven games. Like, this is a lost year for them. When you're when you're that close, it's like – and those many games go against you, you know, you're, you're not going to do anything. So it's like – I'm expecting Hugh to get fired after this year, and and next year Mayfield will have a legitimate shot. So, so we can see. What I he's mean, really about. I did see something that he someone tweeted it. I wish I knew who you were, so I can give you credit. But someone said that Hugh Jackson's on the hot seat, and he might be gone before week nine. 
He needs to be gone. He's not good. He's like, yeah. is it? He's he's offense coordinator, right? No. No. Head coach. No, no. Like he's an offensive minded. Like he was an offensive coordinator. Oh, was yeah. He the, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I meant offensive mind. I know he's coach. their head coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I know yeah. he's their head coach. Um, yeah, he needs to go straight up. Their offensive coordinator is Todd Haley, who was basically like you know the mastermind in Pittsburgh for so long. So I mean, they need to put the right player. Like Duke Johnson needs to be on the field, just like how much like Cohen's on the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like for sure. he's that type of player. Like he could catch, he could run the ball. He's dynamic. You saw it last year. He had a couple hundred yard receiving games, didn't he? Or close to it. Well, yeah. In in season long fantasy, he was a top twelve running back in PPR because he was just so consistent. And it's weird they so they signed Carlos Hyde, which was really confusing on top of drafting Nick Chubb in the second round because it kind of made sense that Chubb and Duke would be like a perfect pairing because Chubb is a great runner and Duke is a great receiver out of the backfield. So like the Hyde thing was super confusing and was like muddying the situation. Now that Hyde's gone traded to Jacksonville, I mean, this should be a dynamic group. And I think that I would be willing to personally go back to Duke Johnson. I'm not fully on board with uh, Joey's full fade strategy of the Browns. Um, (laughs) I'd be willing to go back to Duke because I think he'll have super low ownership next week. I don't know who they're playing off the top of my head. I think they might be playing the Steelers, which would be another situation where they're going to have to pass. So I think it was a bad game for Duke. I'm certainly tilted about it, but I'll go back to him this year. So the other Browns running back, Nick Chubb, was super chalk. He was about 30.9%. And the Millie maker, he was pushing like around 70% in the single-entry cash game uh, double-ups. So, I mean, Chubb was an absolute smash um, in terms of ownership and the other highly owned, incredibly highly owned player this this week was Todd Gurley, and for good reason. Um, another, we don't really have to get into it. Like Todd Gurley is a beast. He put up another three touchdowns today. Um, Joey, did you want to get into how you think he's a system running back, or <laughs> do you want to? You don't want to talk about that on the pod. Okay, I don't think he's a system <laughs> running back. I think that if you put any running back in that offense, they will do well, Bruh. Do you see the holes that this man runs through? Do you think any other running back in the league, any other running back in the league would have 14 touchdowns? On okay, the if so you far? swap David Johnson, I mean, shout out to the Cardinals for firing Mike McCoy because he's garbage. But if you put David Johnson in there, right? I mean, they're both elite talents. Put David Johnson in the Rams offense and Gurley into the Cardinals offense. David Johnson would be having just as good of a season as Todd Gurley. I don't know. I don't think it's that's... A debate honestly I, c- I could see it I could see it but the reality is I mean this dude is on pace for 32 touchdowns in the regular season I mean when so, you get a bunch of carries from the 10 yard line in like you're gonna score a lot especially when you have probably the best offensive line in the NFL right now and it's not only it's not only the line though but it's also that they are such a threat in the receiving game with Cooks Woods and Cup yeah. I mean Cup wasn't out there today but he usually is so it's like the Rams run more three wide receiver sets than any other team in the league. So not only is Gurley a great running back with a great offensive line, but he's not really facing stacked boxes because you can't stack the box when you have three legitimate wide receivers. He's just in a completely perfect spot. You can't fade him. I mean, at some point his price is going to have to like keep rising. 
You know, like it can't stay in this range or else he's just going to be locked into everybody's lineup every week. Like the suit's going to have to get to like 11K. No joke for it to be a, con- a question. I don't see how his price dropped from last week after he had a great game last week and then came into a uh, just as good of a matchup this week. You know, he played the Broncos set a uh, career high in rushing yards last week. I don't know how his price dropped in 200. So it was pretty obvious that everybody was going to be on him and rightfully so he's going to score at least 25 every week uh, no matter what i think he's going to go off next week and he's the same price he's 9800 again you... yeah against the packers he's seriously 9800 dude what is DraftKings thinking it's just it's like a lock lock button you know what also is very tilting Got who went up in price this week? Ooh, who? Jermaine Curse went up two hundred dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> full fade. Smash play. Full fade. That's crazy. Jesus. But um, yeah, that is that's weird. I wonder what's up with DraftKings pricing algorithm. They're on some foo foo shit. I mean, at, at nine point eight, I'm playing him again. Yeah. Like against their home, their home against the Packers, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing him. I mean, this is the one thing I'm gonna say just because I'm looking at it right now and I don't want to forget. Odell Beckham's gonna win a GPP next week because. He's facing Josh Norman, and they have major beef. The major beef narrative. Like yeah, it. he's going to abuse Josh Norman. I'm put that out there right now. Anyways. Uh, me, personally, I'm going to go into like more of the Joey school of thought, and I'm going to be playing Damian Ratley at 3,600 next week. <laughs> GPP dart throw. Didn't work out. Um, let's talk about the other running back on this slate that was absolute chalk, and that was Ezekiel Elliott. Hashtag full fade. Hashtag worked out. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, I, I fully faded Zeke as well, and I'm really glad I did because, you know, in my little panic this morning when I was seeing all the wind, I was, like, texting them, and I was like, yo, I'm about to take Thielen out of my cash lineup and put Zeke in. Thankfully, I listened to Joey, didn't do that, kept Thielen in, you know, what's a little wind, right? And And Zeke... I mean, Zeke, I thought, was a bad play on the road against a division team that's a pretty good run defense. It's like, I just, I didn't see the merit for Zeke. I didn't understand all the industry love he was getting. And he was at, like, what, 40% owned or so? Yeah. Is, is that about right? Yeah. Like, and honestly, he should have scored 20 points. And it's Dak's fault that he can't throw a check down past a running back. Because Zeke was wide open for, like, two two touchdowns out of the backfield that he could have had. But Dak overthrew him like four, like five times. Yeah, I mean, I will so say I will say Zeke ran bad. I just I also don't think that he was nearly as good of a play as Thielen, who was in mm. that same price range that people were basically deciding between. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Zeke was a fade for all of us across the board. He ended up going 15 carries for 34 yards, only caught two of his targets for nine yards. Uh, like like Jared was saying, I mean, just. Maybe bad play by Dak. I don't see how, by the way, this dude was cleared from the concussion protocol in like two seconds after getting completely bodied. Um, that boy Dak got Prescott. cracked. So like, <laughs> seriously, like his life, I saw I saw his soul leaving his body and then two seconds later he's back on the field. Like the NFL concussion protocol is a complete joke, but I mean, we don't have to talk about that on this podcast. These guys are adults and grown men. If they, if they convince them that they're good to play they're letting them go back in no matter what they get paid millions so but yeah zeke was a zeke was a full fade and if you if you picked zeke over thielen you're just an idiot all right <laughs> thielen had a had a great matchup and okay 
I understand that there was wind, but like you mentioned, you know, I we're not scared of a little wind over here, all right? We live in New York. It's windy. Honestly, with a player like Thielen, who can work the middle and like the short game so well, you shouldn't be scared of wind because he's not gonna. He's not running like deep every single play like all these other receivers are. It's still caught a deep you know, touchdown. Yeah, so, that's the crazy part. Yeah, that that <laughs> is the crazy part because that that's what I was really not expecting. I was expecting him to eat in that that short game like you were talking about, but like I completely faded Diggs, who I was super high on this week because of the wind. I did make that adjustment this morning, and that ended up working out. But Thielen, not a player I was scared off of. I was kind of scared off of Alshon for the same reason because um, of the wind in Philly. And Alshon managed to snap as well. He was 12.2% in the Millie Maker. He was a uh, he was on the Millie Making lineup, if I'm not mistaken, right? Indeed he was. He was on the Millie Maker winning lineup. Alshon 8, yo. I'm convinced that uh, Carson Wentz will throw to nobody else except Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey. Hashtag on big facts. Yeah, I mean, Alshon had more than double-digit targets for the second straight week. Um, Turned that into seven catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. He had two touchdowns last week. I mean, Alshon is really coming into form. You know, I don't know. I feel like Alshon gets kind of a bad rep just because he's maybe, you know, misses a lot of time to injury. But, I mean, I know you remember from the Bears days, Jared. Like, Alshon is a beast. Hashtag low-key Bears Alshon's a really good wide receiver. Yeah, Joey, watch your mouth. Um, Wait, we said we were yeah. going to report on that, Ben. So what's the verdict? We can talk about it when we get to the Mitch Trubisky uh, oh, segment. I got a lot about to say about that guy. So That's that's my boy. I got a lot about to say about that scrub. But all right, go on. Alshon is – he is a very good receiver. He always has been. He just – yeah, like you said, he's just been hurt a lot. And with all those receivers um, that they had in Philly like a couple of years ago when Jordan Matthews was supposed to be the man – and they drafted Nelson Aguilar in the first round, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, they had Trey Burton, who they drafted a couple of years ago. And um, I don't know. They just had a lot of people flooding in and out. But now that they realize Jordan Matthews sucks. Um, Even though he is back with the team somehow. Still sucks. Um, Nelson Aguilar isn't as consistent as they would like. You need to give it to your two best players, and that's Zach Ertz, who will honestly should be played in every GPP for the rest of the yeah. season as long as Carson Wentz is playing. Like we said, you should double, you should definitely play double tight end. And this yeah, no, week it no would have been great. I mean, it would have no been joke. great with Trey Burton and yeah. Zach Ertz, or even even I mean, in Joku and Zach Ertz still. Zach Ertz is definitely the best GPP tight end in the whole league. Um, and that's that's yeah. Given. I mean, even even a great play, um, it's just the price at tight end. It's like a mental thing. People won't play it. He he can He only came in at thirteen point five percent. He was easily the best, you know, raw point projection at tight end. Um, that was one of the first things we said when we saw this slate. Like you have to play Zacherts and GPP. Like, and we've been Ben's been saying it for the like the whole season. I did exactly what you said. By the way, I played I played Ertz and Burton, and I played a Ertz and Njoku lineup. Um, unfortunately, you know the the Ertz and Burton had a bunch of trash around the two of them because that snaps just the two of them. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, yeah. What were you saying, if, if Ertz was a receiver, everybody would have been on him this week. It's just like you said. He's a tight end. And P- 
people who don't like to pay up for tight ends. You know, another tight end, I didn't have this one on the docket to talk about, but, you know, George Kittle is actually re- really super consistent. And you're getting him at a discount compared to these other guys that he has a similar, you know, yardage output to. I heard on the broadcast, by the way, Joey, I want to I know what you think about this. They were talking about uh, George Kittle is entering the top tier behind Kelsey and Ertz and and. They did not mention Gronk. How do you feel about that? <laughs> the boy getting faded from public opinion after a couple bad games. I mean, he's definitely having a down season. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt about that. But What do you think the reason is, just out of curiosity? I, mean, I think defenses are playing a little bit uh, smarter when it comes to him. He's getting double teamed a lot. He even gets triple teamed sometimes, especially earlier in the season when Edelman was suspended, Sony was hurt right uh we didn't have josh gordon you know so they didn't have some of these players that they have now and when gronk is your number one option right yeah that 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 makes sense but now that edelman is back gordon is you know doing decent michelle is playing very well like you know gronk should still be having big games at least he had a decent game against the on the chiefs He he had a decent game but i think going forward he should start to produce more. Um, he's the best tight end in NFL history. <laughs> no lie. Yeah. But no, I mean, I agree going forward, I, I think that he is he's he's bound to produce. And just going back to George Kittle, like a couple episodes ago, we mentioned that George Kittle with Bethard is basically a cash a cash play every week. Like he's in he's in consideration. He just proves it week in and week out. He He's a playable tight end every week. No matter how bad Beathard is, he's going to be looking at him. Yeah, speaking of beat hard, he managed to uh, complete 15 of his 27 passes for 170 yards and one touchdown, two picks as well. Um, and he was major chalk, by the way. He was major chalk. Like, I don't understand. There was, there was so much narrative behind him, I guess because he was under 5K, but it's like, why? Like, just why? There's not enough difference. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. And that, that, that was a fish play. Five for 98 and a touchdown of that 170. Yeah. George Kittle is a great play at tight end every week. Um, He'll all he'll always be under Kelsey Ertz Gronk. And so he should sit around that 5,000 to 6,000 range. I know that's kind of like a weird price, especially for cash tight ends. But if you could fit him in there, fit him in there and – just going back to the Eagles-Panthers game, let's talk about the other side real quick, the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I know you guys played Cam Newton. Um, he salvaged yeah. his day with a great fourth quarter. The Eagles definitely aren't the same team that they were last year. I think that's 100% fact. Yeah, I think they're yeah. missing Patrick Robinson a lot, honestly. He played so well for them last year. I mean that team over. I mean they, the thing is they they didn't they didn't address their bad corners from last year, which I thought was weird. Like I mean maybe they were counting on Sidney Jones to take a big step, but like in Darby, I don't know. Oh yeah, Darby's not Darby. as bad as how he's playing. Nah, but um, I think they'll step it up. Their defense has been better. It's just Cam put on a show today in the first fourth quarter. He turned on. He just turned turned on clutch mode. Honestly. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think they're also the clearly like the clear best team in their division. So if they can just stack enough wins, like you know, they Talk should about be the able Eagles? to. Yeah. Yeah, Eagles. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're two yeah. games back now, so that's tough. 
that is tough, but I mean, it, it's doable. I mean, I, the Redskins are like not a good team. They're just they're managing to scrape up these wins, though. They're the definition of average. Yeah, for, for uh, in their last fifty-eight games, they're not now. They're twenty-nine, twenty-eight, and one. Yeah. So I mean, like the Redskins could either you know be like a nine and seven or eight and eight team that makes the playoffs in that division and gets wiped out immediately, or the Eagles could manage to climb ahead of them and then you know with the Eagles and Carson Wentz and Alshon and Ertz, just like Doug Peterson, I feel like they could at least potentially go on a run, even if they're a, a low seed team. Um, but, you know, uh, just going back to what you were saying, Joey, about Cam Newton, like, I was prepared to be on full tilt because, I mean, we talked about Cam on our preview show. I thought Cam was the clear, absolute best quarterback play on the board. I played him everywhere. He was only uh, 5,900 on DraftKings, and that basically comes with a built-in four-point rushing floor. He achieved that again today. He had 49 yards on the ground, so basically, like, five points. Um he just wasn't getting anything done through the air until the fourth quarter. The the Panthers were getting completely shut out, um, zero points coming into the fourth quarter. Scored 17 points, two touchdowns from Cam in that fourth quarter. Completely salvaged his day, got up to 25 points. And, um, you know, Cam continues to have a floor of 18 points at least and, and a ceiling. So, I mean, Cam will continue to be a great play. And whenever he's a low-priced play, like next week, for example, he's 5.8. I mean, I'll probably be about him again. Like, Yeah, for sure. Cam, you know, I didn't think that he was going to have a good game, so I kind of faded him. I mean, we talked about it. I, I was on him, and then I got off him. But his floor is apparent, and he's done nothing but score more than it. 18 points so he's in consideration every week and he should be for everybody else just one guy that i also want to bring up that had a good game um you know we kind of touched on the game already was the colts bills game marlon mack had a great game i'm pretty sure he has or he had the most points out of any running back on the main slate he had more than Gurley, i believe or am I wrong? Nah, um, nah he had more than Gurley. More than Gurley, 34.9 yeah. points by Marlon Mack. By the way, he's 5.4 next week against Oakland. Hmm. That might be a, a little play there. Going forward, he looks like the Colts' clear RB1. He got pass work. Um, he's their clear rusher like in terms of just rushing attempts because Hines and Wilkins aren't, aren't – you know, threats to that. So just moving forward, be on the lookout for Marlon Mack. Do you have any opinions on him, like, beyond that? Like, I, I'm not really familiar with him. I kind of always thought he was, like, a scrub, but maybe I was wrong. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen too much Marlon Mack tape, to be honest. I mean, he's shown that he could produce when he's healthy, but he's just always hurt. I mean, he's had two yeah. productive games in a row for the Colts since he's returned from his hamstring injury. So... I mean, if he could keep it up and be consistent, then the Colts will have something that they really haven't had in, in years, honestly. I mean, that would be great. Like, um, another, you know, the, the comparison, at least, I mean, it's kind of early, but for Marlon Mack, like, the Colts have just not had a run game in so long. So if Mack is able to take that pressure off of Luck, yeah. it'll do wonders for him. So, like, the comparison that that reminds me of is Carrion Johnson in Detroit. Like, the Lions haven't had a rushing game in so long, and, and Carrion is adding such a new dynamic to that offense. I love watching him as a Lions fan. Um, 
Carrion had a season-high 19 carries for 158 yards um, in this game against the Dolphins today. Also had 2 for 21 through the air. But, I mean, Carrion's averaging 6.43 yards per carry um, on the season. He's just absolutely smashing. He basically had his first long run, 71 yards today, so like that kind of boosts that yards per carry. But for the most part, he's basically just money. Yeah. Like when they hand him the ball, he gets yards, and that's so like foreign to me as a Lions fan. I'm so used to the Lions running on first down for one yard and just basically yeah. like it being like second and nine <laughs> for every drive for them. So it's just crazy seeing this, you know, new dynamic with the Lions offense. What did you think about Carry on this week? Um, he's he's a good running back, and the Lions just need to go ahead and get rid of Legarrette Blount because you have a young stud running back in Carryon Johnson who has shown and he showed today that he could handle the load. He's given the Lions two 100-yard rushing games this season. First time in five years was their first 100-yard rusher against the Patriots. Uh, we witnessed that live. Um, oh, what a great day! Get rid of Blount. Give this man the workload. Then you have Theo Riddick when he comes back in to handle the passing duties. It's like the same thing that we were talking about with Chubb and, and Duke Johnson. And Aaron Jones yeah, in, in like, Green Bay. Run this man. He's shown that he could yeah. do it. Don't take don't take him out on the one-yard line to throw in LeGarrette Blunt just so he can pad his stats. All right? That's the only only bad thing I would say with carry on is that he's getting taken out in the red zone. Yeah, so he had two receptions today. Um, you know, there was some thought out there in, like, the DFS, you know, community that he was going to absorb a bunch of Theo Riddick's, you know, work. I, I really didn't think that would be the case. So the Lions made Amir Abdullah active. He had a, he had a couple of touches, but nothing much. I mean, Abdullah is definitely not in the Lions' long-term plans. But the thing with Carrion is, like, I don't know what it is. They have a very special designed role for him in that offense and I wish they would expand it like you're saying um I I don't mind from like a real life perspective having blunt for the one yard line but in terms of fantasy it really does diminish carry ons um just his upside if if he's not getting that red zone usage I think he ran hot today I'm glad that he did I ended up playing him in cash and that was more of like a feeling thing than a numbers thing because I mean, I was kind of nervous about it. I thought that was the shakiest position in my cash game line. But I just thought that coming off of a bye, if the Lions had any sense whatsoever, they would have watched their tape from the first five weeks and realized that, like, we need to play him more. And I kind of thought he would get more carries than he had before. That ended up happening, which worked out well. So, you know, I got lucky this on This dude has 444 play. yards on 69 carries. Come on. Like, he has to play more. Like, Matt Patricia, you're a scrub if you don't play him, honestly. Yeah. I think he's just yeah, trying to take a real. page out of Bill Belichick's book and try and use this running back by committee bullshit. And, dude, just be your own coach. Play your best players. Mm-hmm. The running game helps the team. It doesn't hurt the team. It helps Matt Stafford. Maybe they just don't think that uh, he can get the tough yards. Hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, that, that six... Point, what was it? Six six point four uh, yards per six point four yards per carry on the season. Yeah, can't get those those tough yards. Average eight point three yards against the Dolphins. I mean, we know he could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I like we're see, we're seeing the stats. We played them. Yeah. Maybe they're not looking at stats. You know, maybe they don't like fantasy. They they must not. Do football players play fantasy? 
I doubt it. That'd be crazy. Yo, what if that dude who was about to tackle Tom Brady last week, like, had Brady in his <laughs> fantasy league? So he's like, yo, let me get this rushing touchdown one time. Played him in the showdown. Conspiracy <laughs> theory right there. But let's move gears here to another um, NFC North team. I know I know your ears are perking up right now, Jared, because we're going to be talking about the Bears here. So, um <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, right? So Trubisky, and I need to say this, right? Trubisky is literally Blake Bortles 2.0. Down to the Thank fact you. that they both got picked third overall in the draft. Thank but you. But not even oh, that. Dude. Like, Hold on. Spit these facts, man. Spit them right now. Jared, listen closely. <laughs> yeah, this, this one's for you, Jared. I mean, so he had a whopping 26 completions today. On how many attempts, you ask? On 50 attempts, he had 26 completions. So, yeah, he's putting up these great fantasy numbers like Blake Bortles does. And how's, how's he doing it? So he had 333 yards, all garbage time, right? Two touchdowns. Okay, good for you, Trubisky. But he also mixed in two picks and added 81 yards on the ground. Okay, this is literally a Blake Bortles stat line. And if you watch the game, this dude is hot garbage. And I watched the whole game. Yes, we have we have a resident Patriots fan who saw every Trubisky snap today. Can can you talk a little bit about how he is trash, please? First of all, this dude Jared said that he's the best quarterback in that draft in a draft that had Watson and Mahomes. All right, that was okay. First of all, he, that was he's before, a homer. That was before this season. Word by word, I'm going to stick with stick by that. Yeah, that was before Mahomes started dotting up anybody he saw. That is fair, but it wasn't before Watson dotted up the entire league last year. I still thought and think Trubisky will end up being better than Watson and having a better career, yeah. You you think he's good on the field? <laughs> yes, I think he's a good player. This boy Trubisky is trash, all right? So, he's so I watched it. the whole game. He could hit the wide open people where the Patriots don't want to cover. I'll give him that. Um... He could hit Trey Burton in the end zone when Trey Burton pushes off and gets 17 yards of separation. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. Watch the film. That's all I got to say. He could hit those. He can dump it off to Cohen to you know boost his yeah. yard total that Cohen completely gets after the catch. Yeah, he could do that. I, I mean, I would – listen, listen, listen. Let me put this out there. I could not be happier if Trubisky turns out to be a bust. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Just because I wait, so hold on, hold on. Let me let me put this out there. Let me put this out there. You guys don't like any other players in the NFL. You guys don't have yeah, players I you like. Do. Why can't I like Trubisky? You can, but it's also the fact that you like Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, Tariq Cohen, <laughs> Trey Burton, uh, Adrian Amos, Kyle Fuller. All right, all right, hold on. The Bears, hold on. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let's 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 set this straight right now. Let's set this straight right now. The only bearer that I like <laughs> is Trubisky, and that was because I liked him in UNC, oh, not man. because he's a bear. Nah, but, but anyway. But, you know, all, all jokes aside, this is the third straight week that Trubisky has been a top five fantasy producer. Give me that cash, boy. He's a good fantasy quarterback. He, and so he's winning Bortles people a million times. He's winning people a million dollars, all right? He's a good fantasy quarterback. Seriously. He had a 54-yard catch on a Hail Mary at the end of the game. Which, by the way, put him for the bonus. So, shout out to you if you got that. So, extra three points. That was lucky. Um, He can't hit receivers if they're covered. Yeah, you guys are shady. He's very inaccurate. I'm going to put you guys out there. You guys are just shady. Are we, 
How are we shady? I'm watching Patrick Mahomes right now on my television, and he is a hundred times better, and he will be for the rest of his career than than Mitchell Trubisky. I never said Trubisky will be better than him after after. On the last Mahomes, episode like... of the DFS Dose podcast, you said I said this quote. I said Trubisky was the best quarterback in the draft, and I'm sticking by that. That's exactly what you said. If I hear that, that means yeah. I'm I'm thinking that you that you're saying that he is better than Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson still right now. Yes, I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft, but Mahomes right now is a million times better and is probably uh right now playing as a top seven quarterback. All right, Mahomes okay. and Trubisky right now is playing better than Watson. <laughs> I think he's, you know, I mean, that's some, that's somewhat fair. But I like, made it a point to count how many quarterbacks I would take over Trubisky, and I counted 20 NFL quarterbacks that I would take over him right now. Okay, I want to hear those right now because <laughs> I bet half of those are wrong. <laughs> let's hear Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Other, other than the obvious ones. Other than the obvious ones. Well, got to count the obvious ones, right? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's count. Let's see. So, right. So, I would take... Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. No. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say Joe Flacco? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me Joe Flacco over Mitchell Trubisky. Dead ass. This will be yo, my yo. last episode of the DFS. <laughs> yo, yo, Jared, I want to I want to run this one by you because I I would say that at this point, seven games to their name, I would take both Baker and Sam Darnold over Trubisky, just because I I feel like they have a better chance in five years from now to still be relevant than Trubisky. I think Trubisky's headed down the path where he's going to be getting benched for Cody Kessler. I'm just telling you right now, this dude Trubisky is not going to be playing in the NFC. Yeah, can I hold on? So I'm gonna just finish my list real quick. So then I would take Stafford, Watson, Luck, Mahomes, Rivers, Goff, Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, uh, Russell Wilson, Big Ben, Wentz, Derek Carr, and Jameis Winston all over him, and Alex Smith. Yo, hold on. Yeah. I, I agree with all those. Yes. You would take Jameis Winston yes. over. Yes. Give me Winston that, over Trubisky. That, that one is questionable, but that that's a little questionable. And Derek Carr, Derek Carr is terrible right now. I mean, John Gruden is terrible. What about Mariota? If you say Mariota, I will never do another podcast again. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, signing, no, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't off. take Mariota or Carr, but I mean, honestly, like – if I were like a coach and I had any of these guys, I would be very sad because I knew my my time was very limited. You guys are bugging. But anyways, um, um yeah, so that's <laughs> we just we just had to had to cover that. Um, Trubisky is not he's not good, yo. But just talking about some other bears, Tariq Cohen had another great game. Um, he he had one touchdown, sixty nine receiving yards, and fourteen rushing yards, and eight catches. With a total of 22 points. Um, My man had 12 targets yeah. at running back at 5.1K on DraftKings. That's fire. That's value. And he's he's 5.8 next week, so he's starting to get priced up there. But, like, I mean, I feel like if he's under 6K, like, he might just be a cash game lock every week. If he's getting 10-plus targets, like, that's literally a wide receiver numbers plus whatever you get through 
you know, the ground. Plus, he's just super explosive with the ball in his hands. He's literally like a smash Like player. we mentioned, those are one of the throws that Trubisky can make. The three-yard dump-off. Tariq Cohen excels in catching those three-yard dump-offs and getting... <sighs> Mind you, with somebody, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to address that, but... Yeah, yeah. Someone's made their career off of that. Damn. Chill, B. But yeah. <laughs> Trey Burton also had another game. Um, the Patriots didn't want to cover him today. That's standard. Uh, the Patriots linebackers, like I mentioned on the last episode, are slow and you know really can't do can't do much. Except except for uh, Patriots defensive MVP Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> I see you. I see you ignored that little shot in the group chat. I mean, buddy boy. Hightower blocked the punt. It just so wow. happened that Kyle Vannoy was there right. to pick it up and run it in. Anybody could have did it. You could have did it. I doubt but it. You know, but you know who did do it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, you know where I'm Kyle. going with that. Yeah, you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> my dog Kyle. Yeah, the, the Patriots special <laughs> team definitely won them the game. And I guess that was a low-key defensive smash play besides the Colts was the Patriots. Uh, they had two special teams touchdowns. But they, I don't think I mean, anybody the Ram, played them. The Rams too. Yeah. Rams too. I'm saying it like Rams snaps. I'm saying like low salary. The Patriots were like two thousand or twenty one hundred or something. But nobody played them, so it didn't really affect the slate. Oh, and then oh, we kind of we've kind of beaten this to the ground. But like just another real quick thing I noticed about Trubisky, like in these matchups he's snapping in, he played the Patriots, obviously not a great secondary. He played the Dolphins, another bad secondary, and he played the Bucks. Like he's getting boosted by a run of good matchups and just like. You know, I don't know. It's just like Hail Marys that push him over the 300-yard bonus. Like, this will definitely come to an end. Yes. 1,000%. 100,000%. All right. I mean, honestly, I hope it does because the Bears are an up-and-coming good team. And, like, the Jags, they're going to get capped by quarterback play. They have a great defense in the making that has even room to grow and be better. But, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We don't have to keep talking about this, though. Is there anybody else that we need to mention here on this slate? Um, We should probably shout out Robert Woods, who is also super chalky. Didn't really work out. He had seven targets. I was certainly expecting more uh, for Woods, who was projected to play a bunch of slot snaps with with Cooper Cup out. And we found out late that the 49ers were going to be without Sherman, their top cover guy, although that didn't really have much to do with Woods. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of surprising to see Woods only go five for seventy-eight. I, I was expecting a much bigger game out of him. Yeah, I think I think everybody was. Uh, hence why he was chalk. But I think the Niners just did a good job of limit, limiting him. And Jared Goff didn't have the best game, so that also kind of affected him. But you know, just want to mention John Brown. Um, he won somebody a million dollars. Won somebody a hundred thousand dollars as well. He had a late touchdown, 14-yard touchdown, to bring him to 29.4 points. was one of the highest receiving totals for this uh, slate. Of course, the week I get off of yeah. him after playing him in cash last week. At 50, mm-hmm. yeah. what was he, 5,700? Yeah, he, he scored mm-hmm. 29. Almost had an even bigger game. He got tackled at the one after getting like a 70-yard yep. catch. Like, he was so close to having two touchdowns. Man, I... I'm looking off in the corner right now. I didn't even realize that we were seeing a full-blown Andy Dalton meltdown in primetime. Oh, my God. That is rough. That's primetime Andy Dalton for you. Wow. That's that's tough. 
for both of my shutdown um, lineups. We didn't mention so. Devin Funches. He had six catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. He had a pretty solid day, 18 points. Um, yeah, another player who dropped a complete easy touchdown in the end zone late in that game, literally right in his like stomach. He could have had that and just dropped it, but uh, still did pretty well. But, yeah, so basically GPP winners, Trubisky, Marlon Mack, John Brown, uh, Cohen, Burton, you know, some had girly. Uh, so, yeah, that was a week seven for you. Yo, I had a question for you guys. So, if you had to root for one NFL team that's not your team, who would it be? Like, what team do you like see winning? Mine, Mine's pretty easy. The Bears? <laughs> huh, I, know, yeah, I, th- I know, that is easy. We all knew that already. Yeah, you're funny. You're funny. <laughs> Who's yours? The Chargers. I've always liked the Chargers. Yeah, I was gonna say I like watching the Chargers. I just I don't. Mine know. would be. Yeah, I don't know. That's if a good I had question. to pick a team, it probably wouldn't be from the AFC. So if I had to pick a team, my team would probably be the Saints. I just like yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah, I really like the Texans. Or it's just hard for me to root for them right now because I just really feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Like I love like DeAndre Hopkins is probably my favorite player, not like non-lion player in the NFL. I just love Hopkins, but like. It's really tough watching the Texans right now and like feeling like Deshaun Watson is headed for an RG three, you know, career trajectory if he's just just gonna keep getting destroyed like this. It's it's unfortunate. All right, well, you know, good talk, boys. We will be back with another show to preview all of the Wheat A action uh, that'll come out on Thursday this week. So, you know, check for that. Uh, We'll be back to preview all that stuff. Um, Anything else we got to say here, guys? Oh, yeah, we should real quick mention the the giveaway. We had a giveaway from our last week. We ended up playing Chris. Robinson. Uh, You know, sorry sorry it didn't work out, Chris. Yeah, sorry, Um, Chris. Um, You came in last. You know, <laughs> we're not not trying to troll yeah. you, man. We just got we got a report. We would um, report if you want to. So I think to. we're gonna count this towards our season long. I got my first dub. Um, shout out to that. Nice. Um, barely. A yeah. dub is a dub. Yeah, Doesn't matter if it's by <laughs> that it is. by one point or by a hundred. It goes in the record yep, books. Say that to the guy in the Millie Maker who won by like <laughs> four. He's happy with a it. Win is a win. <laughs> No matter how you get it, all right? That is facts. So I got my... Can't argue argue with that. So I think the record is Ben has five wins. I think Jared has one, and I have one, I think. Nah, we've missed two weeks. Nah, we missed one week. So four, one, and one. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not, Not surprising. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be it for uh, for the DFS Dose podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at the DFS Dose. Uh, you can follow my personal Twitter at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JoeyCarrion underscore. Please follow Joey. <laughs> Yo, follow me right now. And you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Hope you cashed highly. Yep.